please pray with me? Lord God, thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you for being here present with us. We pray, Lord God, that you would still our anxious hearts, that you would quiet our minds, Lord, and that you would speak to us. Lord, fill our hearts, our minds, our entire selves, Lord, up with you. We pray, Lord God, that you would place your word upon our lips that we might faithfully proclaim it as well, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning! So good to see you guys all today. Well, on Wednesday, I was out on a drive and was heading up Highway 20 up towards, you know, the summit way. And before I got there, I came right before the little town of Washington. On the left, there's a bunch of like dirt roads, right? And so I'd never explored those roads, even though I passed them like a gazillion times. And I thought, well, what a neat thing to do to see what's back there. So started driving down some of those roads and checking all the permutations because there's all these other like roads ahead off them. And it was nice. It was, you know, dirt roads all in the Sierra, in the Nevada County area. It's very similar to any of those. Lots of trees and dirt, right? That was about all I saw until I came around one corner. And suddenly there was kind of this, um, the road pushed out onto the edge of the, the hillside and there were no trees there. And suddenly I had the most amazing view looking down into the Yuba Canyon towards the little town of Washington and then off to the Sierra Buttes and then up towards the Sierras that were covered in snow. It was gorgeous, right? That view had been there all along, but I couldn't see it because it was hidden by the trees, right? And it wasn't until I had that little break in the trees that I could see what beauty I was surrounded by. There's moments in life that are like that when we get a glimpse through the trees of what's out there, of that beauty that is all around us. In our passage from the book of Revelation, John, the disciple who Jesus loved, has such an opening. He has an opportunity to see the beauty that's before him. He's taken in a vision to the throne room of God, and there he sees amazing things. The first description that we have in our passage is that he sees a great multitude that is beyond count. They are all gathered there. And they are from every tribe and people and language. People from all over the globe are gathered in the throne room of God, and they are clothed in white with palm branches on their hand, or in their hands. Now this brings to mind what event? Other event in the Bible with palm branches. Palm Sunday, right? And what, are we, what do we celebrate on Palm Sunday? Jesus doing what? The triumphal entry, that's right, into where? Jerusalem. And during the triumphal entry, what are the people doing? They're waving the palms and saying, Hosanna. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, and they're welcoming in their king, Jesus. Welcoming into the city. I mean, later in the week they crucify him. But at this event, you know, it's going really well and everyone's excited, right? They are thrilled that Jesus is coming in. And this should remind us of that. Because here they are, waving palms and shouting out. And here in Revelation, they don't cry out Hosanna, but instead they say, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. They are there before the throne which houses God the Father and before the Lamb who is Jesus Christ. At their proclamation, 
Just as Jesus said in Palm Sunday, if you don't cry out, the stones will, right? The angels, elders, and living creatures all fall on their faces before the throne and worship God. And they cry out in a unified voice saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Worship fills the air. Then the action is interrupted when one of the elders asks John, kind of like a kid in church sometimes, right? Who's that? Right? Who is that? What are they doing up there? Right? This elder asks John who the people in white are and where they've come from. He wants John to answer him, or at least think about it. This is one of those moments where if it was me, I'd kind of spit out some dumb answer, right? Try and come up with something like that I knew what I was talking about. But John doesn't do that. Instead, he just asks the question back. He doesn't know the answer, and he doesn't pretend to know the answer. And you know what? That's all right. Because the elder answers him, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The great ordeal that is spoken of is open for interpretation because there's two major schools of thought. Right? Some see it as referring to a future event of great pain and suffering before Jesus returns at his second coming. Uh, this event would be called the Great Tribulation. Others see it as the persecutions that Christians have faced for the last two millennia and continue to face today as they suffer for their faith. Some also, there's also an apocryphal third tradition which says the Great Tribulation is the Steelers-Ravens game taking place this afternoon. Um, we're not sure about that. Uh, you'll want to research that more. Regardless of which event they came through, these, though, have endured to the end, and they have remained faithful. They have held on to their faith and not abandoned it. And remarkably, they are wearing, excuse me, they are wearing such beautifully white clothes because the robes have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Now, I don't know how you do laundry, but typically you don't wash things in blood to make them clean, right? And if you did, that'd be a little creepy, right? Um, but with Jesus, his blood is different, right? His blood is not just ordinary blood. His blood has the greatest power to clean. It can wash away all things, sin, darkness, and here it has done just that. Jesus has made these people clean, and now they are before the throne praising him. They are worshiping him and his Father day and night. And while they have gone through the great ordeal, while they have endured much and suffered much, they are now protected from hunger, thirst, and scorching heat. The Lamb, Jesus Christ, is their shepherd. And he takes them to the water of life and wipes away every tear from their eyes. Now, what kind of relationship do you usually see tear wiping take place in? Parents, yeah. Like a mother and child, maybe? That tender holding and bringing close and wiping away the tears. It's a very intimate thing, isn't it? You wouldn't just do it in a conversation with somebody on the street, right? No. It's something that's very personal and close and beautiful. And here we see Jesus Christ doing that 
for those who believe in him. He is comforting them and extending his grace to them, loving them like a mother does a child. Now sometimes we get a brief opportunity to see what is ahead. This passage from Revelation is that view for us. It's that glimpse to see the throne room of God, to see it before Jesus Christ returns back and takes us home to himself. Today we celebrate All Saints Day, and we remember those who have gone before us in the faith, those who are gathered around that throne room of God in heaven. And we trust that the blood of the Lamb that washes garments and washes sins has washed them clean and will do the same for us. Today we're celebrating baptism. We have two baptisms. And the image of baptism is very similar to that of this image that is given of how these robes are made clean. Right In baptism, we believe that Jesus Christ washes us clean of our sins. We use water as that symbol because that's our image of washing, right? That's how we clean things. The same thing is going on in the book of Revelation as we will see today, in that people are coming to Christ and being washed clean, never to get dirty again because the blood of Christ doesn't just wash us clean once and that's it, but washes us forever. This washing is not done by us in our own power, but by Jesus Christ, our Savior, the one who went through the greatest ordeal for us. May we confess our sins to him. May we receive his grace and love. And may we proclaim his good news in this world as we share his hope and his love with a world which is desperately yearning for a word of hope today. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you are the God who washes clean. You are the God who takes broken sinners, Lord, and heals them. Lord, do that for us today. Lord, cleanse us. Cleanse us of our sin and shame, Lord God. Set us free from our cycles of self-destruction, Lord. Restore us into a beautiful and healthy relationship with you. And we pray, Lord God, that as you do this great work, you would help us to go out into this world and proclaim your hope to others, that they might share with us in this joy. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.